everybody. Welcome back to Millennial Life Crisis. Today, it's just me, Shelby, again. You guys would probably notice that Monica and I have been switching off solo episodes, but we definitely want to get back more into doing them together. But you guys seem to be liking them based on our Instagram poll. Follow us on the Millennial Life Crisis Instagram. Today, it's just going to be me, but I have a topic that I really have been thinking about recently kind of a lot, and I wanted to do a solo episode on it. So that's what we're going to do today. So the topic I'm sure you've seen by the title of this podcast is things I don't waste my time on anymore. And that maybe you shouldn't either. You know, you might not agree with me on all of these, but I think that we can all agree that sometimes less is more. If you're spreading yourself too thin, you know, you're not going to get as much done and you're actually probably going to wear yourself out. So I read this quote one time and it hit me like, oh my God, that is so true. So the quote is... You often feel tired, not because you've done too much, but because you've done too little of what sparks a light in you. So basically what that means to me is, and I can see this so true in my life, is you'll feel tired, you'll feel like you lack energy, and you maybe you don't really know why. You got enough sleep, you are eating well, you're exercising, whatever, but you're not you know, you look at what you're going to do that day and it doesn't excite you or it, it doesn't quote unquote spark a light in you, which maybe that's a little dramatic. Not everything has to be, you know, your passion, but I do think there's something to be said with not, you know, filling up all your time with busy work um, and just doing things because it'll make you feel productive when it's not actually that productive or just letting go of things that aren't really serving you that don't really have anything to do with productivity, but just make you feel better. Like you don't need to waste your time on certain things or people. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But first, we'll go over my millennial life crisis of the week. My crisis is really the reality of the jaw surgery thing setting in. (laughs) It's freaking me out. I did set a date to actually do that. It's going to be October 16th and I'm kind of freaking out. Um, That's probably more of my (laughs) life crisis of anything. Uh, I talked about it in a previous episode, but basically I'm going to get jaw surgery. I've really weighed out the options for a really long time and I've had a lot of people try and discourage me of not doing it or that I should do it. I've watched countless YouTube videos and really it's an issue that I've had since I was like 12. And I actually, I've gone through the route where you get it fixed kind of with braces or with a bite block. That's what I had. And it ended up coming back. And so these sort of alternative methods, I'm not really that interested in because from my experience, they just don't last. And it's just a big waste of time. And I think I think just getting it over with is going to be probably the best thing, but it is a little scary because you never know with getting surgery if there could be complications and this surgery specifically you can get kind of numbness in your face for a while. You can get I mean most people get really swollen and don't look like themselves for at least a couple months. And so I guess I'm having a crisis of like, what am I going to do with all that downtime? I've thought about getting my real estate license just because 
why not? You know, I make videos about real estate, like might as well sell it. No, I've actually thought about it because Monica and I are looking at buying a place in Palm Springs. As we've talked about, we actually put an offer on a place this week, but we didn't get it. The housing market's like really crazy there right now. I've, I guess I've always been like low key interested in real estate and I can see myself in the future, probably not doing that full time, but when I buy my own sort of investment properties, I might as well get the commission. Myself and a few friends were all talking about like just doing this because you can get a, your real estate license within a few months and you can do it online with COVID and everything. So I was like, you know what? Maybe studying for that will be a great thing to spend my time on while I'm recovering from jaw surgery. Or maybe I've just been watching too much Selling Sunset. Um, <laughs> no, I did watch that show, but I'm sure, I mean, that's not, I don't think that at all depicts what it's like to be a real estate agent nor do I think I really want to like go down a path of becoming a full-time real estate agent or anything but so it's like okay that's probably maybe not worth the time to actually like go and get a license for it but hey I'm gonna be wired shut for a while and puffy and not be able to make videos so I'm just like what am I gonna do to spend the time or pass the time I'm just trying to figure out ways to fill my time when I'm gonna be bored and looking crazy and not really able to make YouTube videos or probably actually record podcasts because my jaw is gonna basically be wired shut for a couple weeks. I don't want to go on about jaw surgery for too long, but for anyone that's not really familiar with what it is or why people get it, it's not a cosmetic surgery. It's, it has to do with your bite and it can cause a lot of complications if you don't get it. I personally don't have a ton of TMJ sort of jaw pain. It's mostly just when my mouth waters, but I do find that it is like I can't chew food very well at all especially after I got my wisdom teeth out really the only I pretty much have an open bite like my teeth barely collide with each other um yeah I think that it makes digesting food more difficult because my my food's basically just never chewed that thoroughly I also have my front teeth hating each other more than ever like they're really taking that impact and I've heard from a lot of dentists that that can kind of crack your teeth over time obviously I don't want that sounds horrible but jaw surgery kind of sounds worse but I've also been told that just over time there's more and more side effects that can happen especially when you're like 40 or 50 if you still have an underbite or like this messed up bite while it's not that bad now there are some other things like you guys may notice I have kind of a lisp that's like a small thing I'm, I'm pretty used to it sometimes when I talk I'll like spit a little bit which is kind of, it's like embarrassing <laughs> but that is a side effect of having a sort of open underbite kind of thing. Um, but those are those are like small things. I've heard from, I've gone to a few orthodontists about this actually, but they say it can really just get worse over time. The side effects that you have, like these are small ones. They're really not too bad, but it can be a lot more serious when I'm older. And I guess this surgery is kind of intense to get when you're older. It's like just you don't want to do it. It's way harder to recover. So it's better to do it now. You know, while I have health insurance, <laughs> I am 25. So really just trying to do that before the end of the year. And yeah, so that's enough about that. Okay, so let's get on to the things I don't waste my time on anymore. So the first one is grocery shopping. I know that's kind of random. This one isn't like anything too deep, but I think grocery shopping is a waste of time. I hate doing it. 
Very few times am I really in the mood to grocery shop and it is pretty time consuming. I realized that you can save so much time just doing Amazon Fresh or Amazon whatever. I've used Instacart and those sorts of things too. But if you already have Amazon Prime, you guys, Amazon fresh and the whole foods delivery it's free it's free delivery you do have to tip but it's not anything that outrageous so i think it's so so worth it because you can spend so much time grocery shopping and it just is never something that i ever want to do i like it's kind of it's weird i don't know if other people feel this way but i just feel like it ends up taking like two or three hours to drive to the store to get all the stuff to come back put it away um it's just easier to go on your phone in like five or ten minutes i can check out and then your food is there <laughs> and you don't end up impulse buying anything that you shouldn't buy because because you're looking at it on your phone, you can see the prices a lot better. So you're not like going up to the checkout at the end and being like, wow, um, I didn't realize I was spending that much because you see it all along and you kind of look at like, okay, do I really need four things of kombucha? Yes, I do. No, I'm kidding. You don't really need that, but I do love some kombucha. But basically it kind of just lets you look at your cart and be like, wait, do I really need to buy like popcorn or like something where you're like, I don't know why even you would grab it at the store because you're not really thinking and it sounds good. But when you look at your cart, you're like, no, I don't really need that. So I just am a big proponent of online grocery shopping. Highly recommend Amazon, even though Amazon is a company I'm kind of like about because it's like taking over the world. But it just makes sense if you already have Amazon Prime, you're not paying any more for the delivery. I think the Whole Foods produce is a little better, but Amazon Fresh, I'll get sometimes too because they have more, I feel like they have more variety of things. And it just, it saved me so much time. It's something I started doing at the beginning of the quarantine, no, not at the beginning of the quarantine, you could not get a time slot for this stuff. But I started doing it like midway through and I think I've saved so much time and energy because you know what? Uh, grocery shopping doesn't spark a light in me. It just is annoying. <laughs> so I really like doing this because otherwise I know myself, I just won't grocery shop and then I'll eat food out and that's not really healthy and a waste of money. So yeah, love the online grocery shopping. Also, I think you can really justify it if you spend an hour of work and you make more than like $8 or whatever the delivery fee is, then it pretty much pays for itself because I would almost always rather just work on a video or work on literally anything else. I just don't enjoy grocery shopping you guys and if you feel me on this just do amazon fresh seriously this isn't an ad i feel like it's almost <laughs> sounding sponsored but i really think it just is a better use of your time if you don't like grocery shopping just don't do it it's 2020 we don't need to be doing those things so the next thing i i don't waste my time on anymore really is going on a second or third date when you aren't really really excited about it I feel like you probably know what I mean. This really came to my mind recently because one of my roommates went on a date and then a second date. So she was trying to figure out, should I go on a third? And I've totally been there where I'm not like totally sure if I want to go on that third date. And that is a huge sign, you guys. If after the second date, you're not that excited about it, come on, chances are you're not gonna feel that differently on the third date. But I know how it is because sometimes you're like, he was nice and he seems great, but like you're not actually feeling it. You know, you're trying to make reasons or excuses why when deep down, you know, you're not like that 
excited. I think that a lot of times you feel a connection on a first date or you kind of don't and that's not really going to change. Um, although sometimes I think I, I there was like one first date I went on where I was like, that was fun. Like I wasn't really sure. And I went on a second date and I ended up being super in to that guy. So in that case, I was glad I went on the second date just to see. But if by the second I was still questioning it, like convincing yourself that you should be into him because on paper he looks great, but you're not like, no, stop doing that. I catch myself and my friends doing this sometimes. And it's like, okay, if you're not like so excited to be bringing up this guy that you went on a date with, like you can't help but bring him up, then um, it's probably not it. I feel like if you're not like after the first date that excited about it, why go on another? You're kind of just wasting that person's time. And I think where this ends up happening a lot is if the guy is suggesting a second date and like you feel kind of bad being like, oh, I don't want to. So you, you think about, well, he was nice. Like maybe I should do it. Like you're kind of just going along with it to see. And I feel like, okay, sometimes for a second date, that's fine because people are nervous on a first date and like sometimes it can just be sort of weird like you know people aren't being fully themselves but I do think you know third date like come on you you've got to know like if you're questioning it for the third date like probably just don't probably just move on because again it's like you're kind of wasting that other person's time you can't force it and you can't feel bad about that like it just you know that's just kind of how it is and you don't want to be wasting your time with someone that you're not that you're kind of like settling on or not that excited about because that's time that you could be working on yourself or meeting someone new that you like a lot more connect with more or whatever so I yeah I just I think good rule of thumb is if you're not that excited about a second date or a third date especially a third date like come on then really just don't waste your time and the other person's time because I highly doubt that it's gonna magically be super different and I know I'm not the only one that's done this I've totally done this before especially if it's like a guy who was really nice and paid for things on the last day and is already planning the next one like of course you're gonna feel kind of bad if you're not really that into it and you just wish like you were more but it just ain't it it's sort of easy to be like oh well like what's one more date you know it's not easy what's not fun is being honest about it I think that's why a lot of people ghost people is because it's just awkward to address that you're not like as into someone as they are ghosting is just kind of messed up it's mean you know you wouldn't want someone to do that to you I'm sure you would much rather them just be honest and like it's kind of immature it's like you don't want to deal with it so you ghost like my roommate Lauren came up with a template of what to say in this situation just a really easy text that you can you know like adjust a little bit depending on the person but I've sent it a few times and I'm always kind of nervous too because I expect a really pissed off mad mean response but that has never happened I've only gotten good responses from this obviously no one's super happy but it's really I've gotten nice you know people appreciate when you're just honest and upfront even if it's not really what they want to hear so I've gotten good responses and so has my roommate Lauren even though it's kind of awkward um I think this is so much better than ghosting it's a much nicer thing to do from my experience I feel so much better after I send a message like this probably because I've never gotten a horrible response or anything but it feels good to just be honest and like get it over with I guess otherwise it, you feel like it's unfinished and it's kind of weird and you're gonna feel bad about it in fact there was one time I went on like three dates with this guy and then I was like eh, I don't know like I'm not like as excited about him as I was with 
so-and-so. So I was going out of town and I think I said that I would contact him again when I was back and I just never did. And I'm not kidding you guys. It kind of haunted me. Like he popped up in a couple of my dreams. So maybe I just care too much about random people, but like, I just feel bad. I can't ghost people anymore. I just can't do it. I feel bad. So if you're wondering what the template is, I've got it right here. I'm going to share it with you guys in case you ever need to use it because I feel like it's good and I've gotten good responses from it. It's so easy to go, oh, I don't know what to say. And so then you don't say anything and you're just letting that person hang there. And, you know, if they're pretty into you, they're probably going to be like, what the fuck? Like what? It might be kind of like a little weird to have a template for this kind of thing, but I'm sure that you guys have been there too, where you just don't know exactly what to say and you don't want to be mean so it really helps to have something like this and then adjust it for the situation so this is the template so you started just by responding to whatever the last text was so in this one I responded saying hey yeah I had a lot of fun I'm not sure how you've been feeling but to be honest I'm not sure if I feel a romantic connection between us explanation point to make it seem just lighter and I don't know you're super great and I've had a lot of fun whenever we're together but I just want to be honest about where I'm at So I feel like in most scenarios, that's good. It's just you being honest. And like, I mean, you don't have to lie if you didn't have a great time or something. If it was like a straight up bad date, then like, don't feel bad at all. But this is really if it was pretty good, but you know, in your gut that this isn't going anywhere and you don't really want to pursue it. So feel free to use that. Let me know if it helps you guys. (laughs) God, I feel like this makes it sound like I'm just rejecting people left and right, but don't worry guys. I've totally been rejected too. I've never gotten this text from someone, but don't worry. I've definitely been on the other end of it. And I will say I appreciate a guy being upfront. You know, I don't want to be like led on. I've totally been in that situation and it sucks. So that's why I think that, you know, it's better to just rip the bandaid off and say that. The next thing I don't waste my time on anymore are random meetings that aren't all like at all aligned with my goals. So sometimes people might want to meet up to talk about ideas or they just want to connect for whatever reason. I know Monica talked in the last episode about people wanting to pick her brain. And I so agree with what she said, like that it's a lot of times a waste of time. I think when you're younger and trying to build up a network it's oh it is good to do this to meet random people and do that kind of thing but it can come to a point where when you're busy enough with different projects it becomes a waste of time it starts to really drag you down and distract you and you really got to pick and choose and not meet up with people that are super random and like what they do isn't really relevant that kind of thing I mean I feel like people might have a different opinion on this because it can be good to be like open-minded and meet new people but there are times when you also just got to put your head down and get to work and not be distracted by things because even just a random meeting can take up like three hours of your day like for me driving there meeting for it's usually ends up being like an hour and a half and then driving back and the time spent doing that you know parking all that it can be three four hours that's like a good chunk of your work day if you're doing it in the morning too that's like the time that I have the most motivation I'm just like that was not worth the time almost always there are so many things that could have been an email or like like it just a phone call it didn't need to be an in-person meetup but people 
want to. Um, I think it's been less of this during the coronavirus. And a lot of people can see it's like, we're all saving a ton of time using Zoom. I know we're all kind of sick of Zoom. I kind of am too, but it is more efficient. You got to hand it to Zoom. It's more efficient than driving somewhere and meeting in person. With some things, it is important. If there's someone that you want to meet with that it really aligns with what you're trying to do, of course, go meet up and do that. But I think it's similar to the second date thing. Sometimes you know in your gut, like, are you just doing this to appear busy and to feel productive? If you're a freelancer type of person or a YouTuber like me, I know that there are times where you're not as busy and you have time to maybe meet up with random people and come up with ideas and you can, you know, meet some cool people doing this. But I've also, I've found with myself, I'm like, God, I've wasted a lot of time doing that where I could have just, I, it would have been better for me to just work on my own project. So I guess it kind of depends on where you're at with your life or your career, but it's just something to ponder. Maybe you're at a point where you really need to focus and you shouldn't be just grabbing coffee or lunch with people as much, especially if you're a maker type of person rather than a manager type of person. There's this idea I've heard from an article written by Paul Graham, which is one of the people that works for Y Combinator, which is like a startup incubator. And it's all about a maker schedule versus a manager's schedule. So a maker is somebody like me, like a YouTuber. When I'm most productive is when I'm plugging away, working on a video project and meeting with someone is a huge interruption to my workflow. And if I do that too much, I'm just not really going to get much done versus a manager would be, I guess, somebody like an agent or, you know, a project manager, stuff like that. Anyone whose job is primarily meeting with people for them, it works because that's like th their main job and trying to mix the two. It doesn't really end up working that well. Sometimes you have to, though. I find that the best thing to do if you're a maker type of person or a freelancer is to to have all of your meeting type of stuff on the same day. So actually today is a day like that for me besides recording this podcast. I'm going on someone else's podcast and I did two Zoom call meetings that each took 45 minutes to an hour and I'm not shooting any videos today because I know I just wouldn't really like get anywhere. I would have to like stop and get on my computer and so when you do have to do this kind of thing, I think it's best to just put it all in one day because then you're not going to interrupt your workflow as much. So the next thing that I don't waste my time on anymore is in general, just beating around the bush with things. So I'll give you guys an example of what I mean. So the jaw surgery that I mentioned earlier in this episode, I had a consultation and I'd written down a ton of questions to ask them. And I knew one thing that I was like, really could maybe in the past have been beating around the bush about was the cost of the procedure. And I found myself these days just not caring about asking that kind of thing. Whereas before I might, I don't know why I would just like wait to see but something clicked in me one day where I'm like if this is like crazy expensive then I'm not even gonna consider it with this this place and so why would I waste my time even with the consultation if it's like too expensive you know, if I don't want to pay for it. So even before I even go to the consultation, I'm like, okay, like ballpark, how much does it cost? They were really beating around the bush, which is so annoying. So actually, maybe that's not like the best example. Another one is I was looking at these office spaces to potentially rent out just as a studio, which I also decided I'm not going to until after I get the surgery because it would be pointless to rent it. But I was 
meeting with this real estate agent for like a commercial real estate agent about it. And he kept giving me like these kind of cool office spaces. But I was just like, no, I'm going to be super direct in what I want. I want an office that's super bright. I want it to be under $2,000 a month or whatever. I want to have parking. I'm not going to go waste my time looking at these places that are kind of cool, but have some deal breakers that I just don't want to deal with. And I feel like this commercial real estate agent just kept trying to show me ones. Like he would be like, okay, let's check this one out. And I'm not kidding. It had literally no windows. So I'd have to just be like, does it have natural light? Does it have windows? Like, I'm not going to go waste my time looking at it if it doesn't. So when you know there's something that you really want, just be direct. It's so much better. I'm just more direct, I think, in my day-to-day life than I used to be. One for me that's kind of awkward, uh, but not that bad, is whenever I have someone film for me, I have to be so direct on what I want. And I have to be really honest if I don't like the shot. So that's an instance where you can kind of just be like, yeah, it was pretty good, whatever. It's better to be honest and be like, that shot actually isn't really what I wanted. Let's do it like this. So this can apply to just just about anything. Just being more direct will just make things more clear for everyone and get you more of what you're actually looking for in whatever it is. The next thing I don't waste my time on is just over planning. Oh my God, it drives me crazy when I see people who spend all their time planning something and then just never doing it. I like to plan things out just enough that I can break it into something. I can break it into the small pieces where I can get started today and actually do something today. I find that this gets more momentum going in whatever it is I want to do. I do this for a lot of videos. I'll plan out, I'll I'll literally write out an idea, write out some people I want to reach out to, and then right then and there, I'll reach out and see if they're down. I'm not over here looking up what music I'm going to use and what fonts I'm going to use and planning everything I'm going to ask them yet. I'm I'm getting started, you know? I think it's just, it's like a form of procrastination and I've totally done it before, especially on like big projects that I want to be really good. But the truth is you don't need to have everything perfectly mapped out before you get started. I think I've gotten a lot further on things because I just get started rather than planning, planning, planning. I plan a little bit, but I don't go over the top with it. And yeah, there's a balance with it. I Maybe I don't plan enough, but I really think that it's better that way. Um, I don't know. I If I over plan, I get a little stressed out because I'm like, okay, what have I actually done? All I've done is written out what I want to do. Let's get to work. Okay, this next one is important. So listen up. Don't waste your time on anyone that doesn't make you a priority, at least not as much as you're making them. So like I've had friends before where I feel like I'm the one making the plans more than they are. And it's just annoying. You can have friends for different things and I think that's fine but I'm not really if someone else isn't also equally putting in as much effort to a friendship even I mean this could totally apply to a relationship too then it's like so simple don't don't put effort in go put it into someone else because there's always different friends different people who will want to hang out with you so there's just really no point in ever putting that much time into people that like don't think that you're as awesome as you are another thing I don't waste my time with is snapchat I just think that app is so annoying I still have it and I have some groups of friends but I almost never ever go on it I'm just like no there's too many social media things this one I don't want I feel like I go on Instagram too. I, oh my gosh, one thing I really have tried to not waste time on as much is just 
iMessage. Okay, guys, if you get this app called Rescue Time onto your computer, it will really enlighten you onto what you're spending your time on. And it's shocking how much sending a little text here and there can really add up. This Rescue Time app, it like will go through everything that you've done on your computer the entire week. It'll track it. And I was really shocked at how much I was spending just texting people. So that's why my computer is always on Do Not Disturb. I'll group messages, especially all always on do not disturb. I'll check those like a couple times a day, but otherwise it's pretty easy to waste your time. And it doesn't really feel like it because it's so quick, but it adds up. It is so crazy. So yeah, iMessage, I, I put that on do not disturb most of the time. So those are the main things I've noticed recently that I used to spend more time doing and I've just been like, mm, not worth it, you know? But look, I still waste my time on some things. So now I'm gonna tell you guys some things I still do waste my time on. Maybe you can relate. I waste a lot of time on Zillow, probably so much time. That's probably my most used app. Recently, I love looking at houses that are for sale, houses that are for rent even, like in Palm Springs, in LA, wherever, ones that are super expensive and not even within my budget at all, but like I'm just dreaming. It's a waste of time to do that. At some points it's not because there is like the Palm Springs stuff. I'm, I'm actually seriously actively looking at that, but I do waste a lot of time just looking at places in LA but I love it. It's so fun. I don't know. It's just like a little hobby. I honestly think it's better than going on Instagram because Instagram is like low-key toxic these days. Like everyone's just face-tuning themselves and making their lives look more fun than they actually are. I'd rather look at a $5 million house in the hills. I really would. That's the thing I waste my time on and it kind of is a waste of time, but it's a little bit motivating too. I don't do this like during the day. It's really, you know, when I'm drinking coffee in the morning or when I'm like about to fall asleep, I'll just kind of look and I feel like I do this almost every day like it just it's fun I also waste my time watching YouTube videos about the stock market I don't know what it is but this year I got so into watching those finance channels and going on Robin Hood and looking at stuff I mean I don't think it's that much of a waste of time because it's research I could say but really it's like I have a financial advisor I don't really need to be doing that I can automate this and just have that taken care of and yet here I am still kind of wasting my time on it I mean I just think it's fun to invest a little bit um myself in individual stocks and it's probably not the most efficient thing to do but I just like learning about it yeah so it's a little bit of a waste of time but I don't really think so completely because I'm learning a lot okay one thing I think is kind of a waste of time that I've contemplated hiring someone for is cleaning. I know this can be kind of a privileged thing to get like a cleaner, a house cleaner, whatever, but I know a lot of people that have done it and it makes them more productive because they're working on other stuff at, at the time they were spent cleaning. Like everyone has to clean at some point, you know, I like to keep my space clean, but it does take time. I don't think it's like a total waste of time. It's kind of meditative. Like sometimes it's fun to clean. I'll listen to music while I'm doing it. I don't really like cleaning my bathroom. Like I don't like when I'm using like chemicals that smell really bad, but I do get a lot of satisfaction out of just cleaning my room and keeping my room clean and organizing things. And I kind of just like doing it myself. Like I probably would be more 
productive if I didn't spend the time doing it, if I spent that time doing something else. But it's just kind of satisfying, you know? And I also feel kind of weird having someone clean up after me and going through my stuff. I've never, I didn't like grow up with like maids or something. Like I've, I know some people do. And so to me, it just feels weird. I almost feel like, wait, I feel bad like that they would be cleaning my stuff. So yeah, cleaning is just something that I actually kind of like doing because it's a great time to listen to podcasts and everything. And it's sort of like a self-care act too, in a way. Another thing I love doing that I'm sure you could say is a waste of time. I love just going on a walk. I love going on a walk by myself and just listening to music. It just is like nice to get outside. I've been thinking about this a lot recently, how a lot of human history, we've spent all of our time outdoors. It's only the last couple hundred years that we've spent so much time indoors. Like we spend the majority of our time indoors. Sometimes the only point in the day, like, oh God, right now I really want to go for a walk. I think I'm going to after this. It just, it feels really good. I don't think it's a waste of time. I am, I, I feel amazing. I feel like you get some endorphins from just listening to music that you love, getting outside, getting some fresh air. It doesn't have to be that long, like 10 or 20 minutes. For me personally, like that can really like turn my whole mood around. I could be having a bad day, but if I just go outside, walk and listen to music that I love or a podcast, I usually feel reset and just better after. So sure, you could say it's a waste of time, but I feel like it's not. <laughs> okay, so that is it about me rambling about things I don't and do waste time on. Hopefully you guys found that interesting. I do like knowing how people prioritize their time and what they consider productive and whatever. I just think it's interesting. So that's like a little glimpse into my thought process on things lately. Now let's get into some millennial life crises of the week that you guys sent in. So the first one we have is called Friendless in Seattle. Okay, so she said, I feel like I have had so many millennial life crises throughout college, but life seems to be looking up. In January, after graduating college, I moved to Seattle to move in with my amazing boyfriend and finally end our two years of long distance. Everything has been great, but the quarantine has put a damper on my first summer in Washington. I really wanted to grow my network and start establishing new friendships, but I work with mostly older individuals and can't really go to any rec clubs or anything. I am more looking for 20-year-old friends since I am 22, or like people in their 20s, I assume. I have some friends through my boyfriend, but they will always be his friends, and I want friends of my own, if that makes any sense. Are there any good ways to make friends here in Seattle? How do you guys like to set up new connections in a new place? Okay, first of all, I want to acknowledge that that must be really hard. I feel like the quarantine makes it so difficult to meet new people. And so moving like that, like that must be really tough. I also think even without the quarantine, there's no real systems in place to make friends after college the way that there are when you're in school. You know, it's kind of a weird thing. It's like people are either friends with the people they grew up with still kind of or they're college friends or people they work with. And other than that, it is like, OK, how do you make friends? I've made a ton of friends through YouTube over the years and friends of friends. One thing I've noticed a lot of people do now to make friends is actually just Instagram. I noticed that a lot of bloggers or people that just have a hobby, something in common like that outside of work become friends because you have that thing in common. So I think it would really help if you find something that you really like doing, just a hobby that's outside of your work because it seems like your work has people that are older who aren't really going to be your friends exactly. So when the quarantine is really over, I would suggest finding some kind of hobby, like even something random, maybe tennis lessons or I don't know, I've made 
made friends with people before from going to like an open gymnastics place, like it really in sometimes the most random places. I would also suggest reaching out to anyone that you know that lives there and just meeting up with them if you can. Maybe like not in this quarantine time, but after that, it's like the first few friends. It's kind of hard to make. But once you start meeting some people, a lot of times they'll introduce you to other people. And that's kind of your in of making friends in a new city is just making a few friends and then meeting people through them because if you get along with that person like chances are you probably vibe with their friends as well so I feel like that's kind of the number one way that I've made friends in LA is just from already having a few friends and then meeting people through that god I really hope that is helpful though I feel like that is a really tough spot especially with the quarantine but I think that's really good that you do want to have friends outside of your boyfriend's friends but maybe they're friends of friends so maybe like your boyfriend's friends friends maybe if that's not too too close to it I don't know um that might be a little weird but hopefully when things are kind of back to normal you can find some kind of hobby that you like doing and meet people through that meet a couple people through that and then I really feel like you'll start meeting a lot more people so the next crisis is from Dylan and he said just decided to submit my current crisis with my goals of buying a really nice house by the age of 25 18 currently I have been working my butt off since sophomore year of high school I'm currently starting my freshman year of college with the same hope of buying the house I don't see friends much and I feel I may be overdoing it what's your take at this in achieving your goals I think this is a huge step in making my goals come true to build my empire and be successful. Wow. Okay. This is pretty interesting. I feel like I can kind of speak to this because I decided to focus so much on YouTube and not really go to college, not do that whole route when I was 18. And I also kind of felt like I was missing out on college. Like it seems really fun. It's obviously a big social thing. I think you can totally have more balance with this. I think just the fact that you're sending this into our podcast and even saying yourself that you feel like you may be overdoing it, then you probably are overdoing it a little bit and you it, it sounds like you do want to see your friends more because you don't want to turn 25 and now have a house but have no friends have no one to really share it with you know that would not be fun it just really depends on how you measure success I mean I feel like most people do measure it in finances and stuff but it's also like success it holistically in your life are you really going to be happy if you neglect all your friendships actually one of my friends told me a quote and it was friends are like plants you have to water them sometimes so I would encourage you to not like fully neglect your friendships especially if you have people that you really care about and care about you like you don't want to just like really bury yourself in work I feel like when you're 18 there's so much that you can learn about yourself that you don't need to be like so stressing about a house like definitely really great to still be working on that and putting effort in it but you don't know you might change your mind and want to live in a different place it just really depends on the person like if you think when you turn 25 if you buy a house and you don't really have a lot of friends anymore and and you'll be happy with that then you know you you know what you need to do then you can just keep working towards the house personally I would feel so sad <laughs> like that and so I I wouldn't really recommend it just knowing how I am but I know not everyone is like that some people get so much more satisfaction out of achieving their goals and don't really care as much about friendships but I just don't really think that that's that healthy I mean sure you can make friends later but to be honest people do make some of their best friends in college it seems like and like I've had so many people write into this podcast it can be really hard to make friends after college especially if you're like 
kind of working for yourself or doing something like that. I don't know if you are, but I, I don't think you should like totally ditch your friends with this goal of buying the house because I can tell you like I bought a house in Seattle and I don't feel much different now that I do that you really have so much time to be successful like you have decades to put work in friendships are so different from work it's just a little trickier and if you don't maintain them you might regret it so that's my take Okay, that is going to be it for this episode. I know this is kind of a shorter one, but seriously, with the solo episodes, I really worry that I'm rambling too much. Like I'm editing it back and I'm like, oh, I talk slowly like I sound dumb. I loved Monica's solo episode from last week. It was the biggest career mistakes I've made in my 20s. I just thought she was really funny in it. <laughs> so even though I actually kind of knew all the mistakes she's made already, because duh, she's my twin. I just thought it was funny to hear from her like... It was just, it was a good episode. So I would recommend that one if you haven't listened to it. I feel like it's better than this episode. Like it's actually really funny. So looking forward to doing more podcasts with Monica where we're both doing it and also having some friends on. So if you guys aren't loving the solo episodes, look out for more episodes with people coming up. Can you guys tell I'm like insecure about the solo episodes? Just because I'm like, am I rambling? It feels so weird to just talk for 40-ish minutes and not have anyone else say anything. Okay, well, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode anyway, and we will see you next week.